For today's episode, we have with us Satvik Ram Prasad. He's a fifth-year student at IIIT Bangalore, and he's popularly known as the founder of Circuitverse, a GSOC organization. For all those who don't know about Circuitverse, it is an online digital logic circuit simulator, which aims at providing a platform to create, share, and learn digital circuits. His passion lies in developing and building products and applying computer science to solve problems that he sees. It was intriguing for both Tejas and me, Neelab, to be able to have a conversation with him about his various achievements as a developer, his biggest project, Circuitverse, the entrepreneurial bug in him, and much more. We hope you get to take away something valuable, something that you could apply in your life from this podcast. Hi, Satvik. Hi, Tejas. Hello, Bhai. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. What have you been up to lately? I'm doing the 20 credit projects. I'm doing it on Circuitverse. And I'm working under Ramesh. So in Circuitverse, I've been managing three, four parallel projects that are ongoing right now. That's awesome, man. I mean, Circuitverse is a huge thing, at least coming from our college. So yeah, I just wanted to see like, you know, how you came about with Circuitverse, all the things that you've been able to achieve in the college. So I just wanted to get an idea of you as a person. So I'll just start with a very simple question. Why did you choose IIIT Bangalore? I mean, you had so many other options I know of, and it's still a surprise that why are you here at IIIT Bangalore? Yeah. So uh, the five-year course actually uh, attracted me a lot mainly because I didn't want to do another master's. I didn't want to go through competitive exams again. After JE, I was exhausted. I was like, let's get done with it. That was one thing. But on the other hand, I thought that uh, getting through five-year courses, like getting two degrees, saving one year, that was something unique. And with IIIT Bangalore, the five-year course was also flexible that you didn't have to decide anything before you choose uh, as compared to the other five-year course in other universities in India. That was very attractive. Other reasons were uh, I had come to Triplet to be through my school once through a program called Excite. And there I was impressed. So Jochna Bapath and uh, Madhav Rausa were the ones who were facilitating that. And I was impressed as a kid that time. So uh, that just left an, left an impression on me. And of course, the location being Bangalore and a few other things like that. And um, when I, before coming here, I was very keen to do research and it seemed quite clear that Triplet we had one of the best research opportunities. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned that college being in Bangalore was like one of the reasons why you chose Triplet DB. So how often do you go home when we could go home? <laughs> yeah. So uh, initial once I was going weekly, then it became bi-weekly, then it became once in three weeks. Going home was mostly just so that my parents were happy. <laughs> Not that I had to go home for any reason or such. Because I think uh, our college hostels were pretty good. A lot of freedom and flexible timings for meals and sleep time. <laughs> yeah, that, that's so, yeah. actually pretty contrast to other people whom we know of, right? You know, they'll be like, they want to go home. They're like, no, weekend comes Friday, they'll be leaving. I'm like, <laughs> why, dude? You have such freedom in the campus. I mean, I don't get it, but yeah, it's it's their choice. So, uh, yeah. yeah, were you seeing him? Yeah, so one thing that uh, was very nice for me is I like North Indian food. And uh, both on campus and, you know, restaurants around, there are a lot of North Indian food, so that was very appealing to me. Yeah. 
I mean, they do a decent job. It's not that bad. Uh, I mean, compared to other messes I've yes. I've had in IIT Bombay, it's not edible, dude. I'm telling you, <laughs> neither the hostels are livable nor the uh, food is edible. It's terrible. So I think when we joined the campus from our batch, you and a good number of uh, students joined Zens. But you know, at that time, though we had like Vikas Yadav and uh, Aditya T, there wasn't much going on in Zens as a community. It was still very sparse in terms of the contributions. What motivated you to like take up Zens and bring it to a scale where you know people now take Zens seriously? Right. Yeah, so that's a good question. Uh, it basically comes down to me uh, wanting to build stuff. It has less to do with Jensen, more to do with the fact that I wanted to build stuff. And uh, it was a little disappointing that when I came to the college, there was no club that could, you know, that does this specifically. Uh, as you said, Jens was not a club. It was a group of five people just did something. <laughs> but of course, that was enough to get started. So uh, just like how you have started so many things in the college, including TEDx and uh, initiatives like this, I just did one club. Yeah, I mean, you could have still went ahead and joined those six people and, you know, you could have said, yeah, we, we six are Zens. But I think even even as when our juniors came, you were pretty enthusiastic about getting more people into it. You know, right, uh, right, right. the exposure was, was a lot better. Was also an opportunity because uh, our batch strength was high, right? So yeah. a lot of people were interested. We had more options to do things, and juniors also. Yeah. So uh, one question. I think this we're tending to go towards your circuit voice, like the building of circuit voice. So. Why wasn't logism enough for you? What is it that, that you want to create something bigger? Yeah, <laughs> not like that. Logism is good on its own. And see, it's a much, very mature product, which has been developed over a more than a decade now. But the thing that it did not meet on is it was worked on, developed on older technologies. When it was an offline software, its UI also was somewhat old, old-fashioned, not with the modern UI that we are used to see. That doesn't mean it didn't work properly. It worked, and many universities still use Logism. Uh, the reasons where we shine, the circuit was project science, is that we are online and we are trying to build a community which is just is beyond just simulating a circuit we're trying to build a platform where people share stuff and you know try to collaborate on projects and hobbies come and try to make something cool just for fun so that they can you know show up or showcase whatever so there have been a few people who come and make full-fledged computers to reasonable amounts of successes like a computer with proper gpu and proper uh, ram so which has some graphics involved to some reasonable amount of success i won't say they achieved a lot but there are some results so basically we are trying to build a platform that goes towards how mit scratch works which mm-hmm. is drag and drop programming uh, for kids not college students mostly kids but I have the same vision for more for a higher level, study higher level. But that's where we are shining. But I think now I can say that as well. Uh, it was never ever planned that, oh, you are large systems, not good. Let's make a better one. That was not how it started. That would be a wrong <laughs> statement. So it actually started uh, like this. Um, Biswesh and I, we were in Zens, as you were saying. And we were like, okay, 
we have to do some project now what do we do and okay we don't know anything let's learn some html let's watch that html javascript you know the stuff okay for that let's do some project and i was always interested in simulations and graphics and stuff so i just said let's do logism he said okay he was interested in algorithms and it has some graph algorithms okay so let's just do that and that's how it started to be honest we never thought that okay it's going to become a big thing and all that so i have to ask this one question okay so you are not an easy student i mean why this particular project uh, like the idea itself involves you to like go back you know work on circuits you need to look at things happening you know all this so why could you have developed a product which is way more simpler in term and uh, something which uh, i mean i don't know a platform which could have solved any other problem right so i have done many <laughs> that would be i have <laughs> i have done a lot of these things it just turned out that this is the one that became more successful in terms of both uh, me doing uh, developing a complete product and also in terms of you no know, alternatives actually being there so for all the other things that i have made there is always something better which i was not able to you know come close to or come to so for example even in this i would still say logism is quite better but uh, online there is no real alternative and the answer to that is because no one did it. no reason why they didn't do anything <laughs> so yeah Yeah, so I've done other things, but it also comes down to this. So I had ideas like how Code Academy and other platforms have, but they are far ahead now. I didn't think that this would become successful, so I was just doing it. Then suddenly it clicked to me like, okay, there is nothing there. I can make it successful. I just need to push it forward, and that's how it grew. Yeah. yeah. And uh, coming to that, even though circuit logic circuit design is technically not a computer science area, uh, it is very close because it's heavy to do with logic, which is just the foundations of everything. So it's I didn't really need any more knowledge beyond that introduction course that we had. I remember I think uh, you reached out to me like uh, when Circuitverse was still at a at a very infant stage. Uh, that should i take it up as a startup or open source and software developer at the age of 20 it it can be a tough choice and especially when it comes to a college uh, i just wanted to know how you approached it you know and how did the college help you in deciding how the journey of circuit wars should be so i had two professors as mentor one was ramesh sir innovation center and one was subhajit sen sir who taught us digital design so uh so visit chain was mostly for the domain part where he was guiding me on certain you know ec related things but uh, ramesh sir was more about the product how can i model this platform as it goes forward things like that uh so i was mostly having this discussion with ramesh sir we went through several meetings several iterations and discussions okay so initially i just i reached out to him uh, when it was just something it was nothing special at that time i just reached out to him but he showed so much interest so i was like okay i can do something that's what motivated me uh the first iteration that we went was we'll make it a pay platform where you know professors can use it but if they want to have a big group 
we charge them something or if you want to have big circuits you can you have to pay other small circuits is free and stuff like that that's what we initially thought but then for that to happen there had to be more users for that to happen at market and all that was like okay this is too much that's not good this so then i thought anyway it doesn't cost us to host anything like not much at least does just get a proper product out that has more value i wanted to get its development through the college itself but not many people showed much interest in the project everybody was interested to use it but like developing on it not much because probably i think even like professors other professors were like why are you spending so much time on this project what's the value uh, there's so many other ones out there yeah so i couldn't you know get people to work on it at that time so there was a problem so then i tried okay i was like cool i've done something for few many months now let me just try and sell it to somebody so really someone should be there to buy it. some company like say i don't know intel or something or even a small startup that's what i thought okay like basically buy and maintain it themselves that's done my job is done like <laughs> but that again i could not even get that into of any companies at all to that uh then i went wanted to go for another option where a company will just sponsor it and i will only do the development there also one company showed some interest but yeah i mean i was too small a player to get interest so at actually as a last ditch effort uh, ramesh and i decided let's just make it open source and see what happens at that time i didn't have much faith in open source uh, i didn't know that open source would work i thought who will come and work in my project when people in my around my around me are not interested why will some random person come and work but i was wrong and open source was the best thing that could have happened to us and yeah that's what i would say of course uh, there were a few critical elements that made it successful the main one being that we became a gsoc organization and that obviously drives a lot of inputs to the platform so now we have contributors outside of gsoc as well so in fact just last week one professor uh, emailed me saying i saw that there is this work done on generating the very log code given the circuit uh, so that was a project that i had done as a small concept but did not work on it he wanted to work on it now he has contributed to it and he is even planning to write a paper on this uh, so stuff like that <laughs> there are other people who are working on this project as well now so yeah yeah it just goes to show if you just pursue and you know take it forward you know things will fall in line i mean obviously it requires a lot of patience and hard work and you have done that yeah luck yeah true right. I, no one can deny luck yeah so i know of your project just give two three of your favorite projects that you have worked on along with circuitverse oh, okay there have been uh, three projects that i have done to as much seriousness as circuit was so one was a web board it's called web board uh, basically my immediate juniors worked on it primarily i and i mentored the project it was intended to be a online smart board classroom kind of thing it would have been probably very helpful in the covid time now uh, we actually did develop 
to our good extent we and few professors used it exclusively to the current fourth year batch but and we had quite some success but again there nobody was moving the project forward so that's i think is the biggest problem with most of these projects even if they are pretty successful i think this would have been the perfect time to boost it i mean, it could have served lot of audience and especially as an open source as well it would have gotten certain attraction right given canvas bird is doing something right. similar now but yeah again adding to that uh, there were many uh, alternatives to this it wasn't like this was the only alternative and company big companies whose exclusive product is this so it was a tough space our core thing was it was divine designed for a university slash school setting uh, which is what would have helped now so all the other softwares at the time was designed for Uh, company meetings that kind of thing so it was like one on one what we had designed was for a classroom where you can create lectures and store lecture wise and we also had a timeline feature which shows that at this point in the lecture what did the slide look like <laughs> okay so you can yeah. fast forward and rewind if you want to see what was the way the professor went through the class so combine that with imparters that would have been pretty good still a project that others can still take forward yeah yeah the other project that i worked on is a qr based attendance system <laughs> the basic idea was that the qr code is displayed on the projector uh, on the projector screen and uh, students scan the qr code through their mobile phone the qr code was dynamic and we had a few more ideas on how to make sure that attendance is not faked and essentially the key thing that we were trying to solve was that attendance time can be reduced to very less than that worked actually as a proof of concept that worked really great uh, we had some scalability issues in that and again there we did not take it forward <laughs> so i've always been yeah. very busy with circuitos and mm-hmm. could not find people to pursue this i mean other projects were mostly course related projects not this yeah so if you see a common theme in whatever it's that i am very much <laughs> do related to pedagogy yeah that's uh, what i was going to ask you about like all the projects you have mentioned till now something related to educational yes like, like your circuit versus for learning then there is web board for teaching then there is qr which unlike a lot of students would prefer reduces attendance time in <laughs> class so do you have a certain interest in pursuing projects in that area or is it that just that you just thought of ideas in this situation yeah that would be both actually uh, so one thing is this of course since i my problems are associated with education because i'm right like in education mm-hmm. the ideas also come related to that but i'm also interested in smart innovative learning techniques so i keep seeing how different companies do different teaching and also in terms of other things like how recruitment happens so like how hacker rank does it how interview it does it the whole area is quite fascinating actually it goes back to even before coming to college there were a couple of projects that i did in both 11th 12th and before i think yeah which was related to light simulation okay mm-hmm. uh, so you could simulate light rays convex lens concave lens and uh, could see the parabolic mirrors and i was following the light laws and you could see that you know, for example we know that right if you put a light source at the uh, focus of the parabolic mirror the light rays come parallel yeah. you could actually see that happening through the simulation and i have not coded it make it come parallel it comes parallel because that's what the math says and 
that was something for me at that time I was like wow it actually works <laughs> okay now i'm like obviously it will work that's what the math says but at that time it was very amazing that okay it actually works so yeah so this passion has been from a long time yeah i think you rightly point out like we we find out problems when we are at a stage where we understand the environment right. so, so so many of the other startups for example uh whatfix which is one of our alumni startup we cannot create a startup like that because we don't know the problems that are there in the industry so we know the problems that are there right now around us in fact we are the best people to know the problems right now around us because we are right now in this area so i think that's why i was you know more in this kind of field yeah just one more question regarding circuit wars and that's that uh, if you were to make circuit wars all over again like after all this experience you have had so would you do anything differently would you have done something different yes i think i would have done a lot differently <laughs> okay so i didn't tell you a little bit about how it circuit was grew right yeah, so we started as a personal project business and i and it the goals were always short lived we're always thinking about what will we do tomorrow and what will we learn tomorrow not about one year later or two years later <laughs> and at the same time we had vision so i remember i was sitting in gopal's room and we used to brainstorm ideas and things just dreaming ah this can be done no yeah, like yeah one day okay that's how it was but we never thought it would actually do it of course we surpassed all that now yeah so the thing that i'm trying to say is that we all our design decisions and everything was just like we need this feature now let's get this feature working that's it because we never thought that we want those things as well in the future or you know there was no plan in mind basically okay of course at that time i didn't know how to make a plan or even didn't know any proper design practices i wouldn't have done anything differently even now <laughs> but if i was saying now like starting right now yeah. uh yes i would have a more architecture plan so one of the problems that we are facing now is that we are recovering from the mistakes that i have done in the initial stages and it's much more difficult to recover now because some changes can be recovered easily but some are very difficult to recover it's possible but very costly in terms of time and effort <laughs> yeah so i have the way i always have been doing projects so far is i always experiment without doing research so it's like okay i have this idea to try it so even in terms of the base algorithm right initial algorithm going to a little bit technical just based on just a direct dfs on the circuit graph then i thought that's working fine uh, so with its sense assignments got through with that <laughs> but then somebody posted circuit was on hacker news it got featured and it became was trending for like two days so then someone said oh i tried the circuit it doesn't work so that means this is a faulty simulator that's it <laughs> it was a small tiny circuit which is basically a flip flop actually delarge to be more specific the circuit doesn't work so the reason why it didn't work is the circuit is cyclic in nature mm-hmm. and uh, my dfs algo cannot handle cyclic cases <laughs> we had deep flip flop of our own which yeah. worked but not a deep flip flop created from uh, gates and i knew that was the i knew that problem was there I thought nobody will try because I thought why there's a deep flip flop why would you do that process that was wrong we went over the stuff that was the first thing they tried so then I tried my own algorithm and I couldn't actually find online a specific algorithm it was very much there was a lot of theory but not what I just needed mm-hmm. uh, so finally uh, after several iterations I uh, managed to go through Subhajit Sen sir I went to Subir sir 
and he gave the algorithm in five minutes <laughs> and i went and tried it and it worked so my point is yeah i did not actually do much research uh, probably i would do better research now so i yeah. guess what thing is that uh, your ideas of product design has has become much more mature from where you were before yes definitely i personally got to experiment on several things about so for example a small but change in button position has so much impact <laughs> in how users see and some things are so obvious for me as a developer but users are like how to do this i'm like just copy paste why it like so much <laughs> but they don't know it and that's what something you can learn only if you actually launch a product get feedback have you watched silicon valley yeah yeah i watched <laughs> there the same thing happens with the alpha and the beta version if you remember then monica comes she's like you know it doesn't work for yeah, us yeah 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 it's like it worked in the tech community <laughs> yes, yeah. yes yes i remember, I, remember. Yes. I think that that's that's been always there with uh, we tend to assume certain things being very obvious because we have been working around that space or something like that and you know when then people see it for the first time they they find it hard to navigate yeah and yes it's definitely yeah and also to some extent uh, i got to play around with uh, marketing and other things like the marketing attempts of sending emails to professors etc did not work <laughs> uh, they just ignored my mails and that's how it is i think if you send them they won't be happy but if they find it on their own they're very happy <laughs> so i've got mails yeah. from many professors saying wow thank you for making this and stuff like that but when i send a mail they just ignore <laughs> so that's the funny part and also a little bit uh, played around with you know ad advertisements google ads facebook ads stuff like that not much just few thousand rupees but i did i got experience but now um, we are also like as part of google season of docs there is a person pragati she is developing the user documentation in somewhat very professional way so we are having like proper you know professional introduction video and stuff like that so, <laughs> so that, that interactive note something of an interactive notebook are you trying no 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 this is just the, i'm talking about the user the documentation the manual that she is making okay. very professional okay, okay. yeah so the interactive book yeah actually uh, there there are other projects right now at the core we are still working around the simulator but we plan to you know diverge and go towards other things so for example there is this interactive book which is an ongoing project yes we have another professor working on this as part of season of docs for creating content both the interactive content and textual content so interactive content would be like this main circuit itself embedded that is interactive then custom javascript interactions stuff like that Uh, there are also plans to create other kind of simulators not exactly the logic simulator but related simulators for example an fsm simulator and stuff like that. so like you quite high cg in an ina college like i made in quite a high cg in a college and uh, what i'm pretty sure of is like from my experience in the first year is that uh, to get such a high cg you need to have strong fundamentals like you need to know every single topic pretty well yes so uh, i would say i was in a way very lucky that my father i knew a lot of stuff before coming to the college because i have done projects in coding and stuff like that before coming here so at least the basic coding part which what most of the beginners would struggle was you know cake work for me because i have done it. so then the other part where a few courses had to learn basic concepts that was easy to do and 
that's what i would attribute to getting good grades in the first year <laughs> yeah so uh, i would like to ask a question like you know because usually when we see students with high cg they prefer going towards research because they have gone into a topic for so long that they found something interesting in that but you don't plan on following this route right so how is it that you decided that you don't want to pursue research yeah i, I mean i think it's a funny correlation that there's high cgpa people or high study people want to do research i find that a bit absurd like why are they two related but my answer would be that i personally even though i like learning these concepts and learning in depth and stuff i don't like studying i don't like to read papers <laughs> i don't like to you know work on something for so long and then maybe get a result i am a person who wants immediate results immediate action and i also like to build stuff i'm not saying people who do research don't build stuff it's just you know way slower and so i see that going to entrepreneurial route or even a hd route software development route i get to get more action on building stuff so yeah that's why i'm not going to do research i know your sister is uh, is a post grad student from ucla are you planning for going outside and doing something are you just looking for a role in india and you know just settle settle in bangalore remember i said i didn't want to do competitive exams again <laughs> i mean that was the mindset that i had when i joined college now that mindset has changed a bit uh, but that doesn't mean i want to settle outside india i'm very much open to working for a few years and then coming back to india and settling but settling out of india seems to be not an exciting option for me mainly this would be because i have lived outside india for most of my childhood and i have seen both parts of many countries so it doesn't it's not like the west excites excites me a lot so that's one thing i feel that india is better another thing is uh, all the startups and everything are coming in india so we have 21 unicorns that's fourth in the world by the way <laughs> and in terms of startup size we are third in the world and so i see that i'm more likely to, to pursue entrepreneurship if i am in bangalore and everything so that's one thing on a slightly smaller note it feels it's like patriotic to try you know develop my country rather than go and work for someone else in some other country that's also one more point so you have mentioned about how uh, most of your learning comes from projects and that's helped you a lot all over all across your college and school days for others like for others like you know students who are joining college what do you think they should pursue should they pursue like studying coursework more or project or should they try and pursue their own project as much as possible right so there is two kinds of learning i feel the practical learning and the theoretical learning and mine as you said has been more practical learning and my theoretical learning becomes easier because i have done practical learning so that's mm-hmm. how it has been working generally of course the real answer is both are needed to various extents but i would say that actually some people learn theory really really well and they can apply it strongly when the situation comes so for example uh, in our batch aditya hekde is one who's really good at theoretical learning <laughs> and even though he doesn't actually do development i would say he knows more about it than me because he can apply the theory very well in various areas so that's how i feel uh on that note it's not easy to get practical experience because you need a project you need an internship and self motivation to do a project or mentoring because you're not able to start 
so uh, i would say at least that the course projects that we get the assignments and those things doing them completely independently and trying to go beyond what course requires uh, and experimenting on your own because there at least you are forced to do a project so you start something right and then you can add anything to it and make it a bigger thing than what your course entails at least there you have an opportunity to start working on projects so i would say that's good <laughs> okay yeah so i asked this question the other night to atibi also and i just wanted to know uh, your opinion too uh, you have your own open source organization now and you work with google remotely and both of them being remote and at the same time two different kinds of organizations how has your experience been in both of them okay so coming to remote itself uh, i think remote is very efficient <laughs> there is a much less time wastage and it's also very flexible basically based on again timings and other things it's flexible i mean we realized how going to the office and doing some work sounds so redundant at this time right right yeah that's true now coming to that open source versus corporate remote kind of what you're asking so open source every organization is will be different so the way we at least operate is we're completely asynchronous in the sense we didn't not have phone calls or video calls you know barring certain core communications uh, we avoid all that we mostly were operate using slack github or emails because we have people from different time zones and mm-hmm. asynchronous man and of course we have never met most of the people <laughs> so that also is there that works very well for open source not our organization i mean a lot of projects work really well and for corporates like google remoting loses a personal touch that is definitely there where we talk about stuff apart from work we obviously cannot do that in the team meeting or you know weekly meetings or whatever we're not talk about casual stuff so that thing is lost regarding the work itself um, atibi had work in the core gmail team but my work was open source in google i did not get to experience how it would have been if it had been a real corporate virtual but mm-hmm. I, i would say it, even then it wouldn't make much difference because people were very responsive on the chats and you know groups and everything so instead of meeting physically and asking any questions we interacted directly on our chat so it's not that much of a difference <laughs> so you have been to the icpc regionals right mm-hmm. so how was your icpc like you know the whole competitive programming journey been from its start all the way if you can right go. yeah so it so happened my first three attempts i did manage to go to icpc <laughs> finally on my fourth attempt uh, i managed to get through yeah <laughs> yeah so i'll tell you about how icpc itself was it was really amazing i did not expect it to be that the atmosphere was like so you know energetic it felt like a geek zone everybody was strong coder there and i went to amritapuri and karakpur regionals so mm-hmm. iit karakpur obviously got to see the campus and see wow so big it is and then uh, in amritapuri regionals they gave balloons for every problem they solved i know it sounds very childish but when you're there you're like oh my god this car drama balloon this solved two problems you have to solve more that's how it is that atmosphere and we'll keep track in the room who has the most balloons and stuff like that you know five six balloons <laughs> so we i think we got we solved five problems we got five balloons and then the next person or the next girl got eight balloons and like, oh, okay so they're genius they got probably gonna win <laughs> that's how it was and also competitive programming world there are these certain celebrities who are popular and everyone mm-hmm. knows them 
so it's an opportunity to meet them uh, i personally don't follow much my friends follow and they point out oh you know that guy this guy <laughs> and i'm like okay wow yeah and it's very interesting that you know at least in our college i know people who dedicate the college experience running behind cp or icpc but you know you have been able to manage through quite a lot of stuff i mean uh people don't even take the coursework seriously and have been you know just been taking pes res under some prof and you know working on their coding skills but i think that's a sharp contrast to how you manage things i mean was there anything which was going in your mind why did you even actually try icpc in the first place when you have so much going on here okay so to quickly point out it's not that i did all at the same time i college is 5 years 5 years is a long time you can do multiple things in 5 years right so to summarize in my first year i did mostly cp on high rank aditya palewal bhai was there right so he was motivating us and i was interested to do it i was introduced to computer programming at school only uh, there were couple of contests at school level and at that time i was very basic and, <laughs> and even then i was already intimidated by the top people who were really good at school level so that's how it was okay so coming to college i was like okay cool let's follow so first year i did that so second and third year i started with circuit was development and everything and that's what i focused on fourth year again for placements i went back to do not competitive programming but interview preparation which has some relationship then uh, since uh, i was actually taking some more like a break from circuit was and development in my fourth year so i started resuming competitive programming but i have been doing it as a hobby not as a dedicated passion many others have done like proper studying kind of thing where they actually study different algorithm i just go and do a contest and come <laughs> and of course i talk to them they tell me what they learn so that has been very helpful ragwan mahidhar they you know they discuss stuff like this uh, so i keep learning stuff even without yeah. doing it oh and coming to academics it's kind of a misconception that people have that people who get good grades study a lot and spend a lot of time studying that is not true at least in our batch <laughs> yeah 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 obviously i can i can relate to that so you took a break but you know your approach to cp has been quite different from people who have gone to regional from our batch i mean they have uh, kind right. of put a lot more effort into training for icpc than you might have again that's me just you know guessing i don't know how much effort you put obviously right, going right. through regionals is quite a big deal anyways yeah so i kind of answer differently i consider uh, all programming as programming all coding as coding so even though i haven't been i didn't do much of the competitive programming i've always been writing code and even there i solved logical problems so if, for example in circuit was itself i told you right about the graph algorithm where i had to change it and stuff so that is like a real life algo problem yeah. <laughs> so i did have that experience it's not like even though i was doing development i was not solving algorithm yeah and uh, it's like my uh, investment in my first year kind of held through and the dsa course was pretty strong in laying my foundations both theoretically and coding skills yeah 
I guess it's commendable that you've even picked up hobbies. Like you mentioned that CP is a hobby. When most people who we interact with, they say that there is no time for doing anything. There is no time for doing the main stuff what I want in life. I don't know what else to do. So basically, I talk to a lot of people on LinkedIn. And most of them have their CVs on their LinkedIn. And your CV is already quite vibrant. And the most interesting part is there are people who endless programming languages that they know as their skills. But you just mentioned it in one line, which is strong programming and debugging ability. That is something different which I saw among a lot. of cvs and that kind of shows you know how there is so much more to show than just all the languages that you have learned right i think uh, when it comes to cv the most important thing is to stand out so not look like a template resume that you get from every other person so uh, i try to do as much as possible so if you've seen i put logos in my cv because yes, no one yes, else does yes. that <laughs> just so that okay this cv is different let me read it that, that's what i try to do but that has been deterrent in a way uh, most companies big ones at least they use automated software to filter the cv and my resume gets thrown out over there because it doesn't understand my ai doesn't understand my cv so i have like two resumes one for public use and one for ai use <laughs> just going back to a college there have been quite some intense discussions about zens esl innovation studio imac at least we both have discussed a lot Right. from your experience of circuit wars and you know as a student entrepreneur uh, where do you see a college could help us or we as students can work towards making this condition or the space better right so i think what happens is you know, in every batch there will be a few about say 10% of the people who want to do stuff like in our batch you are one of the prominent ones uh, in general to do stuff in general our college as one i feel they are quite bureaucratic and they have a lot of restrictions for everything you want a room permission you have to give an agenda and everything just want a room just give me a room <laughs> why do you need so much explanation so that's one thing in terms of basic bureaucracy itself it should be streamlined so for example i wanted to host a photo gallery and i developed the photo gallery in 3 days but it took 2 weeks for me to get the permission to get a server and host it they just knows it very well yeah right so that, that there only i'm like okay now why do i have to do it just leave it that's how i felt and kind of that's what happened the project died also that's one thing but okay let's leave about the college so about the students ourselves so one thing is that there are many clubs which is a good thing it gives competition and everything but it also kind of dilutes the people across the various clubs so you and i for example have not worked directly in anything mainly because we weren't in the same organization the same club right uh, so that's one thing but specifically about esl itself so every year like one or two people who pick up entrepreneurship after college from our college approximately and we have a lot of alumni who have been founders very successful founders who have sold startups for a lot of value and things like that so we have the potential to form a proper you know entrepreneurship community esl community but i think what's happening is we are all scattered around in our own world and also there is this notion that i think every initial entrepreneur has that if i have an idea i have to keep it secret <laughs> i should not tell anyone if they steal it but if anything that i have learned uh, is that if you have an idea you ask people to give you more ideas on that you know some ideas an idea so that you will know whether you are in the right direction or wrong direction get more secret so i think you know a group of students who are interested in this should have like pitch sessions where we pitch our own ideas brainstorm things so for example i did that with a couple of ideas that i had with ramesh sir alone but 
that is not fun. <laughs> we need yeah. to get a proper, you know, panel and you know, kind of discuss that. I think we should be heading towards that one day. I mean, sooner or later, that needs to happen. So yeah, again, uh, with me and Shreyas, we'll be discussing, we'll be pitching to each other, you know, and doing all that. But we never materialized on the thing being, uh, I don't want to code, so would I find a repairs or, you know. Right, exactly. Do we have the time to do that? It's just that we don't have that supportive community where we can take it beyond our bedroom discussions to something which is much more valuable in terms right. of a product design. So, yeah, we're struggling with that. Yeah, but, and yeah. I think that's one more strong point to add about collaboration. As you said, both you and Shreyas have very unique skills, but you are not developers at the first level. But there are so many developers who have ideas, <laughs> but we could have collaborated and we could have done something. But yeah, the yeah, yeah. has to be improved a lot for that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't have much experience with RE self, but I believe the difference is that uh, most of our students are more competitive than collaborative. So what happens is because all these students came right after J. I I mean, at least what I see in our batches, <laughs> collaboration is close to zero. What we see is people are out there for themselves. When I see ESL for like other colleges, they're like strong communities of people like, you know, who can. The groups of people are planning to do something. Mm-hmm. Here, I'm already done with the first year and I've not had an interaction with the group maybe my second years or third years where we discuss ideas, like how you told, pitch ideas, discuss right, ideas. Right, right, right. And when that does not happen with us, then it does not go on and then that competition stays and we are neither collaborative nor competitive by the end of the time when we come there. With our batch, I find it, it's it's a bit more different in the sense we have been quite, you know, supportive in terms of discussing. I mean, we have been quite open about sharing and, you know, discussing these stuff, but it's still segregated up to some extent. And, right, you know, so we like just... talk about it, but don't do anything on it. That's yeah. What <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it also comes down to one thing. That's the original statement that I said, right? People feel that the idea is a lot of value, but it, I personally feel that idea is actually really cheap. Yeah. Everybody gets ideas and we throw the ideas the next day. Uh, so they are cheap all about the execution and the plan that happens afterwards so there is no harm in sharing an idea and if you get good people to work on your idea that's good <laughs> so yeah I don't know. yeah so now you know circuit was i think it's in the third year three and a half years right. and importance of you in, in that organization has you know diminished like because there are more contributors and right, right. rapidly become self-sustaining now moving towards self-sustaining at least so uh are we going to see a new venture by you or a new startup? That's the plan. I mean, open source happens randomly. You cannot plan an open source thing. I mean, I have a lot of things that I do and just leave it and nobody cares about it. That's how mm-hmm. it has been, right? So like this last week, I made a Chrome extension for something and <laughs> nobody cares about it. So that's how it is. But uh, a startup, I mean, as I've been telling, right? Uh, being an entrepreneur is, I feel like, the end goal that I have to achieve sooner or later. Yeah. Um, but I think not right now. I am quite not ready. I feel personally. So if, if anything that I've learned through circuit was is that there is so much more than what meets the surface, and I feel like I can learn professionally, technically, and business skills, people skills, management skills before. I actually, you know, venture out and mm-hmm. do a startup of my own. So, not right now. 
going back to that discussion about circuitverse and open source you know so you have had to pitch uh, the idea of circuitverse to different uh, stakeholders be it profs be it uh, investors or or just someone whom you could sell to as a 20 years uh, kid were you scared of the idea of circuitverse being stolen or you know uh, for okay. it to not work or how did you manage to present it right uh, for some reason i have never been afraid that it would get stolen because <laughs> uh, i know that uh, the value lied in the community and stuff like that it cannot actually be stolen and it didn't have a lot of monetary value so that was not one fear but yeah when i pitched to professors uh, pitched to at least through email i pitched to the different company stakeholders and uh, you know people in our college the one thing is i wasn't sure how to do it uh, what are the key things that they would be interested in so i noticed that i'm talking about some cool features that i have done but they are like i don't know what you're talking about because <laughs> it doesn't appeal to them so then that has been refined over time so i actually got the opportunity to pitch to actual investors in our college as well uh, through external investors and uh, towards then they were all very impressed uh, they didn't invest that's a different thing but uh, yeah i think feedback feedback does play a uh, huge role definitely and, does yeah but uh, finally the real thing that worked was organic growth i mean there was a few critical things like we improved seo and certain things like that but it finally was organic growth that actually grew and with covid-19 there has been a quite a big jump in the usage yeah so uh circuit was your first big project right Right. And now that you see that it's become open source and there are people who are giving you ideas and trying to execute it. So do you feel that you want to be involved in, you know, every one of these discussions where all these ideas are first pitched to you and, you know, you discuss it and, you, and they convince you? Do you have the feeling that it's still my thing, so I need to have a say on everything? Or is it like, they're like, okay, now it's moved on. So now there are going to be new things and all of it. It's already moved on. Uh, as I said, I've taken a break, right? so yeah. in that break i was worried that something will happen but nothing happened it has grown without me uh, mm-hmm. so that's not a problem a lot of the components of the project i do not manage directly at all there are you know few people who have been with the organization for a long who manage the project too. uh but so far with regard to the core simulator i still manage certain critical things even if i don't manage uh, for the whole process in the last minute i kind of managed before it gets merged to the final master because there are still certain things that uh, are hidden and can only be seen by someone who knows the whole picture and one catch with open source contributors is they only know their component that they worked on and to be able to see the whole picture they have to be a lot of time so right now there are many people who are full image but that is still fine uh, because when uh, any work contribution is there there are enough people to come and vet the process in certain aspects i no longer even vet i just act, you know ask other people who are better than me in this areas to it so for example design uh, and ui related code and backend related code i do not manage at all in a sense uh, i do not take lead on it i ask the other people who are better than me to take lead on these things only with the core algorithm and the core system 
uh, I currently lead on those decisions. <laughs> I would say that it's already grown beyond me. <laughs> I think with open source, that's the aim, right? So you you leave it for people to uh, grow and develop. If you are still the one who is taking lead on everything, then I don't know the the sense of uh, open source will still not be uh, as prominent. Right, right, right. Yeah, and uh, one thing about open source is everyone comes and throws their ideas at you. <laughs> many are good, many are amazing. Of course, some are. We have to say no because of X, Y, Z. But yeah, so that's something that's pretty cool. And a lot of new ideas and features have been implemented through that. So we are coming towards the end of the podcast. And I just wanted to get a few words out of your mouth. Could you give some advice to students who want to take up this similar journey of entrepreneurship or open source? I will give some personal tips that I take uh, with regard to product slash project entrepreneurship is a different thing this would not apply much because there there are more risks involved and other things so the strategies have to be different but when it comes to my own personal projects so these are like a few things i do uh, first is that i feel it's very important to have fun when you're having fun it's not work it's like a hobby you're building something for fun so you don't have to count the number of hours you spend on it <laughs> It's like a hackathon. It's like a mini hackathon that you have with yourself where you're the judge and the participant. You're the only judge and not the participant. So that's important. Second thing is I experiment very freely without thinking. <laughs> okay, this is wrong to do. So what? Nobody's seeing. I'll do it. I mean, that has consequences as I discussed with respect to circuit was, But for most projects, that's fine. What is the problem? But that's the best way to learn as well. When you experiment, you do something wrong. Then you realize that, okay, I did do it correctly. So that's how you learn also. The third thing that I personally do, I take projects to completion uh, in the sense like uh, I try to deploy it, try to see if somebody actually uses it, and if someone uses it, what is the feedback and you know, stuff like that. So all so, of it organically, right? Yeah, yeah. Most of the projects are easy to deploy. So for example, web apps and all are easy to deploy. Just GitHub pages works, for example. Yeah, of course, certain things which require a server and all, but a little harder, but it's still possible. So, yeah, uh, that's what I would say is the tips. But for entrepreneurship, it's very different over there uh, because there is a lot more luck factor involved. So for project, there is no pressure to actually be successful. Do a bunch of projects, one of them will be, or even none of them are, you have fun. And that was the goal for the project. But with entrepreneurship, I would say... <laughs> You have to make money one day or you have to sell your startup to somebody else who will make money one day. Uh, so and Right, right. Money is an important aspect, but you're choosing your projects wisely at the very first stage. Then you have the scope of going or, you know, pivoting to that stage. Right. I think what you said is an important thing uh, that the first initial project in any startup rarely is the final thing that they do they keep pivoting and even if the project is the same the model pivots and everything so for example uh, I was reading the Netflix book the Netflix story Uh, the name of the book is This Will Never Work if you read the book you'd be like oh my god there's so much in just selling series (laughs) okay Uh, they started with the initial model where they have an option to rent a CD and sell a CD and it turns out people didn't want to rent a CD. They only wanted to buy CDs. 
but the way their business worked they wanted to encourage renting and not buying uh, in terms of you know revenue and stuff like that yeah netflix is an interesting story i mean even i've been interested in sociology and you know i've been looking at netflix very closely for one year like you know okay. how it evolved so i mean it's it's still a very interesting journey of how a company could change so much right it's a lesson that probably yeah. okia and other companies could have that <laughs> yeah 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 one of the last questions from i'll just touch upon that you mentioned how you like building stuff and uh, software development is your go to thing right. so we have seen waves in the market and uh, current boom is in the artificial intelligence data mm-hmm. science machine learning deep learning and uh, you are one of those people who have not particularly pursued that right. so uh, i just wanted to speak about how you made the decision not following the hype and you know sticking to what you liked so right so the first thing is i didn't get afraid of the hype because people who i know were seniors who worked in the industry said that very few jobs are data science jobs so don't worry if you don't like data science they're like okay cool no need to worry about that <laughs> then uh, it simply comes down to this um, i didn't really enjoy the machine learning course and the project and all and uh, it also is kind of comes down to the initial thing i i feel data science is kind of like a research field uh and to excel in data science you need to actually be reading papers following up on the current uh, you know research trends and everything mm-hmm. not something that I, i won't do if the requirement comes of course but not something it's something that i don't particularly like at least at the moment right now that's basically it. yeah whatever data science is there three years ago and now is just not Anyway. Yeah. Again, part of the hype comes from having a degree in that field rather than actually wanting to do something about it. Because again, when you're sitting for placements, data science, the companies are very less, and even the what they pay is is comparatively very less. So, if you're if you're looking for a perspective of a job, then it's not there yet. It's not a field. so the yeah. hype is basically uh, there because it became a hot area now a hot area is doesn't mean that the in terms of jobs but in terms of what research is happening in and where advances are being made so that's mainly because of gpu not because the math became better <laughs> so that's the thing so of course if you keep seeing through history there were a lot of hypes and everything dies down eventually at one time object oriented programming was a hype it doesn't mean it's not relevant now it's more relevant than ever of course data science might also become something like that where everyone does it there's no question yeah so we'll, if it happens we'll learn i am not yeah <laughs> yeah so i guess we've come to the end of our podcast uh, thank you for your for being a part of it thank you for having me it was a very fun discussion <laughs> <laughs>